What's up, everybody? Uh, 65 Lokes here with my guest, uh, Casey, all the way in Australia. This is uh, Skill Riders Podcast, episode 121. We're doing it via, what is it? What, what is this? Like face-to-face now, the, the new technology everyone's jumping on. So We zoom in. Your hat we, just turned invisible. Yeah, right? <laughs> just like moving around. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how are you doing, man? How you been? Yeah, good, good. Thanks for having me on. It's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, um, I, I was really I, cool. I, at first. I thought we were gonna probably do the podcast, you know, like, like over the phone kind of thing. Traditionally, that's how I've been doing it lately. But um, I started to think, you know what? Like, a lot of people are using the Zoom. I've been wanting to use it. I did a, a with Luis and uh, Vision One Twenty Four. We did like a test trial too one day, and yeah, uh, yep. and that was fun. Like that, that was working out pretty cool. So. I was like, you know what? Hey, Casey, if you're down, let's do this, you know? Yeah, if, if the technology's there and working. Nah, yeah, man. You know? <laughs> nah, so... Yeah, no, hopefully it catches on. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. What time is it out there? It is 2-ish p.m. All right, cool. Out around, here. Around this time, are you working on models, or are you just kind of just chilling throughout your day, doing stuff, other stuff? I was... Starting to get back on the computer, do some more 3D stuff. Oh, hell um, yeah. Yeah, when the, when the day's kind of, you know, at its hottest, you turn the fans on and yeah. turn the computer on and chill over there. Oh, nice. But yeah, no, that's about it. If I don't have a print running, yeah, um, it's just filling in time between prints. <laughs> nice, man. That's pretty much it. And for like the 3D printing, how, how long have you been doing that now? It seems like you've, you haven't been doing it for so long. No, not really. I think April just passed last year is when when I finally got it set up um, after oh. a moving house, and I've been it's been like running since then. Damn, dude, so that's think, crazy. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's really, really fun. Um, I think everyone should have one. Yeah, <laughs> super cool. No, yeah, I mean, um, I know a while back we had talked and you had sent me uh, some files over to like get kickstarted on the thing and it's like things like that it, it's more of an urge to want to get this stuff you know get a 3d yeah, printer yeah. get all set up so that's that's pretty dope yeah no part of that sometimes if if i link up with someone and they're like how mm-hmm. does the printer go you know what's the kind of quality like mm-hmm. i might like you know send them some some prints to like bribe them into buying one uh-huh. you know just to expand the amount of people <laughs> that own one yeah just um because the the quality is just insane. Yeah. Um, when you when you have them dial in and they work, <laughs> because that can be kind of challenging. But yeah, no, it's been absolutely awesome. Like linking up with new people and sending stuff out and seeing people really kind of jump headfirst into it and like yeah. you know, straight up dive in and That's just dope. you know get covered in three D parts. Really, yeah. really cool. How, how's it been with the tires? I know when you're uh, printing the tires, um, like the, the rubbery part, that's another type of material, right? From the resin? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, monocure flexi resin out here in Australia. Um, it worked okay. Um, I just, I wanted to test it out because getting the, the tight fitment between the rim and the tire um, can be kind of tricky um, for me anyway. So I tried that out for a while and, it didn't go super well. It's not like the rubber you get in kits. It's, yeah. You know, if you, you can squeeze a kit tire and it won't care very much, you'll just spring back into a circle. 
but the ones I printed with the flexi, like if you squeezed it the tiniest bit too much, it'd be like, nah, not having this. And it would break immediately and just crumble into bits. Oh, so, wow. like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of gave up on that uh-huh. <laughs> and just went back to resin because I don't think the um, the material's there yet for what we want to use it for. Mm-hmm. Um, but resin ties are, um, the hard resin, you just get used to using them. Mm. Um, when you like have used up all your like sets of wheels from Aoshima that you buy, oh yeah, you use all them on other sets, and you just <laughs> need to print some more. Yeah, right on. How do you come up with the with the designs? Because I've noticed on uh, what's that website? It's like uh, thing Thingiverse or Thingiverse. Oh yeah, Thingiverse. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, that's a great website when it's working. Uh-huh. Um, it's I just kind of. Wherever I see them, I follow a bunch of the uh, wheel manufacturers on Instagram. And um, if I see a real nice one, I'm like, oh, snap, and, like, take a screenshot. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I'll add that to the huge list of ones I'll get to someday. Oh, right um, but lately I've been going back and fixing up old files um, that I had done way back when I started. Mm. And um, so I think there's, like, five or six sort of smaller diameter Japanese wheels on there. Okay. Um, like you know the itty bitty teeny weeny ones, and you just you kind of just when you're surfing the web, you kind of notice you know what you like, <laughs> and um my my phone is full of screenshots of wheels I want to get to someday. Yeah, absolutely full of them from all kinds of sources, and like people will send them in and go, "What if you drew this one? Wouldn't that be cool?" <laughs> Trying to like convince me that you know yeah <laughs> to draw all the wheels they like. Um, but yeah, no, everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Man, that's get, cool. get the ideas from. Yeah, that, that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. Like people just from around the world can, if they're walking down their neighborhood or wherever they're at, they see a car with some unique wheel, you know, and something new. Like you said, they yeah. can take a picture of it and send it to you to see if yeah. maybe one day you bring it to life. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really awesome. I would have never thought I'd be like talking to people from you know Europe and Hungary and America and all that sort of stuff about the weirdest wheels you've ever seen and things like that because uh-huh. there's there's some weird wheels out there that I would love to see in scale um there's ones like just horrible <laughs> like just like <laughs> you know the epitome of just weirdness like with there's one that's a koala um there's just like and you see them on people's cars and you're like who would put that on their car? That's awesome. Uh-huh. That's just insane. <laughs> yeah. So it's like all the, all the, the, the weird, like different types of, it's kind of what catches your attention. Then the more yeah. like co- common kind of wheel you'll see. Yeah. Out. There's some awesome ones um, that I still would like to get to when I have more practice with the 3D drawing and, and things like that. There's one called the, I think, NK Paramount where it's like got 18 little, it's like a pizza. It's got 18 slices on the front and it's three different colours. So there's like a pattern of six and it's, it's the silliest looking thing that I've ever uh, seen. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm not stopping until I have printed at least one of those successfully. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, like, you know, we keep seeing your updates on Instagram and everybody's just like going crazy, like checking them out, showing you love, even hitting you up for help on stuff with that you know with the 3d printing and i think it's awesome that you're you're going out of your way to help people out with that you know it's really awesome to be a part of the model car community that's already based purely on creativity 
And then there's this other type, like little side niche of the 3D printing and drawing and that sort of stuff um, of people that are like super keen and enthusiastic to mm. jump in and like get their own things that they, you know, are dying to see in scale printed and like I suppose sell and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's just so crazy that um, so many people have jumped on it so quick. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're all just trying to like find our feet with it because even. I still run into like the weirdest problems with my printer and I have to go searching and find solutions and that sort of thing. And everyone that like is into the 3D printing of model parts is being so incredibly helpful themselves, uh, which I'm, I'm super duper grateful for um, because there's, I think, um, Grubby has a printer, um, Joel, um, Iceman. Yeah. Um, and we all just kind of, go back and forth sometimes with, you know, issues and what works and what doesn't. And it's it's awesome. It's like a little sub-hobby within the yeah, hobby. Yeah. yeah, it's like a community within the community. Yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah, up. yeah. Man, and that's, I'm, I'm that's looking nice. forward to it growing really fast. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Do, do you, uh, like, jumping into this program, do you have any, like, uh, architectural background or any kind of experience with, with these kind of softwares? No, no, not at all. It's um, they're really intuitive. Um, the one I use, uh, SketchUp, it's I have it laid out so like there's a toolbar on the side and the top, like um, Microsoft Paint used to do. It okay. has you know all the tools on the side. I have it set out like that, and when I'm first drawing a wheel, I start drawing it flat. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much exactly like using Microsoft Paint for the flat drawings, and then you just like extrude stuff up into the third dimension. Um, but I was taught by a really good friend of mine um, here in Australia um, who's named Daryl. He goes by Bodgy Bro on, on the websites and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. think he does Instagram. But he was taking these files from online that weren't meant to be 3D printed and doing something to them I didn't know at the time, making them 3D printable. And there were these like 118 scale utes, like Australian cars. And... I just saw that and like, dude, you have to teach me. How did you do that? What the hell did you do? And um, and then it all just kind of snowballed from there. Um, I just kind of am obsessed with wheels. Yeah, that, um, because that's pretty much all I draw these days is just wheels. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever think that it. one day you you're gonna create you know like just your own original design? And you might be like selling these designs to like companies in the future, a real like one-on-one rim wheel company. Um, no, I don't, I don't think I'd ever go that far. I know a few dudes who do it, and um, but I just really love replicating the wheels that I find online. Um, there's one I did. I never really had a name for it, but it's on Thingiverse under Ninja Star. Okay. But that was way back when. Um, I was a teenager and I was trying to make my own wheels out of like sheet styrene and stuff. And mm. I was just, I was just screwing around like, you know, spinning a piece of like tin around a pin to get them exactly the same on every spoke and then yeah. cutting them out. And I only remembered it like a few months ago that, Hey, that's right. I tried to make that specific design years and years and years ago. And I finally got it up and, and I printed a few and I think it was, I think it's half a hot rod, I think is the guy's name. I don't know his actual name on Instagram, but he was like super jazzed on him and um, printed him out. And I'm like, 
whoa, that's like um, my original design thousands <laughs> of kilometres away. Yeah. And somebody's right. like enjoying and stuff. But um, I think it's a lot different um, doing the scale wheels and the full wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, as cool as that would be, I can like imagine seeing someone rolling down the street on a set of wheels. Yeah, man. <laughs> my be, design would be super be awesome, really rewarding. Yeah, I think there's a guy on Instagram, Speed Hero. Um, I think he does that. And um, speaking to him, like at the very start when I was starting to get into more complicated designs, um, really helped me, um, you know, kind of use the program in a way where everything's kind of structurally sound, even for what we do, because it's really easy to print something way too thin and even the weight of a model car. Um, will like bend it over time but um, seeing him and talking to him about kind of like material tolerances and that sort of thing in his work um, really helped me push my um, push my drawing like up a little bit at the start going from like kind of flat wheels to ones that are concave or convex or whatever but uh, but no that'll be awesome that'll be really mm. awesome seeing a, a full-size rim that's um, cool yeah, yeah, maybe one day. No, yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all in steps because if you yeah. think about like model building, first it was just building, right? And then now this led you into 3D printing. Who knows yeah. what's going to come next after that, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to do some um, 3D sculpting, which, you know, more organic shapes and that sort of thing. Um, but finding like going from a sort of everything symmetrical and straight and sharp edges um to like actual sculpting is like a pretty big step but yeah. i think that's the next thing i'd want to try uh-huh. uh, yeah <laughs> you after be, wheels and stuff yeah you might be uh pretty 3d printing some gundam parts too you never know yeah yeah i was going to <laughs> for that for those little bear guys okay um it's not the actual but the the itsy bitsy little one mm-hmm. i like someone sent me one of them and i'm like that was the first gundam sort of <laughs> thing i did and i'm like you know what that would be really cool if that was like a, a gun on his on his little arm or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, but it kind of just fell by the wayside because you know wheels are, <laughs> are what I was super interested in at the time. No, yeah, definitely. And um, as far as like model building, I mean, you don't just stick to just one style. You 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 cross over to different genres in the cars, and with. Now that, you know, you're in Australia, you're back at home and you're looking at what we've got going on out here in the States. Um, does it trip you out? Like just what you see, like the influence, you know, goes your way. Because even from us, we get influence from the stuff we see you guys do. Like it goes back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the magic thing about the, the social media and um, especially for hobbies um, is all these sort of, I suppose you call them cultural differences between like, you know, styles of car um, cross over so much and so rapidly. Um, like we were just doing a build off for like an Australian burnout style car, which is just, you know, super flashy, big engines, sort of lots of noise and power and stuff. And I think they, were, they had some American dudes join in. Um, and I think, Who's that YouTuber? I think he just built a racetrack. Um, the Hell Yeah Brother guy. He um, 
he came to Australia and with a burnout car he'd made purposely for that. And then he took that back to the States and like built his own burnout pad. And that's kind of that like cultural thing goes back and forth because us over here, we're, we're pretty much 100% influenced by, you know, American muscle or like Japanese cars and that sort of thing. But I think there's just too many genres to kind of stick to one. I think mm. I'd do enough of them where I'd get bored and I'd be looking for something else to do, um, which is why I have like, you know, most of the kits I have are started in some way or another. <laughs> I don't I don't have any, like many just sitting there waiting for me to start them because I'll be like, I'll see someone post up a hot rod or something like that and go, damn, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a go for sure. Uh-huh. And then I'll like hunt through my stash for an unstarted <laughs> kit. But yeah, no, you see a lot of the kind of the Japanese stuff at the moment, all the like stance and all that is really popular um, everywhere. Um, and I think it only gives people a chance to like grow in the hobby and try new things and, you know, find out what something they would find super duper interesting. Um, which is what I try to do with the eclectic sort of, you know, collection of kits and builds and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, you know, finding a reason to do one uh-huh. um, is, is far too easy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still remember uh, back then you had done uh, a lowrider build, and this was from, uh, yeah, I wrote it down, a 1970 Ford the Galaxy. Uh, I believe yeah. I believe it's like a, it's supposed to be like a police car, right, from A&T. And, and you did your version of it, lighter. It, it almost looks like a midnight blue, the color. It's a really nice color that's on that car. And I think that was a Tammy or Rattle Can okay. color. I think it's Mikabu. Yeah, man. If I remember thing, correctly, because that was years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. That thing's dope, man. I was like, what? Like when that, I, I remember like. If you go to your photos in your in your uh, where you're tagged, you can still people can still see that photo of that car. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was I think not long after I joined Instagram, uh-huh. and this this thing came up like you've been tagged in a in a photo or something like that. I'm like, oh god, what do I do? I didn't I didn't do anything. I swear, because yeah. I thought it was like reported or something. Yeah, and but no, that was really cool to see, like something, like how like rewarding it is to see someone share your build and. And it kind of pushes you to like, you know, keep improving and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because that kit, I think, was like one of the first sets of those Pegasus wires I ever had. And I really wanted to do something special to use them on. Yeah. And um, I can't remember what I was originally going to do with that car, but I'm like, oh, a four-door lowrider would be pretty fun. And um, that's before I realised like how much BMF is on that car and, you know how much trim and stuff is on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that one for the very few models that I've finished. Uh-huh. It was a great build. I think it only took me like a year and a half to oh, do wow. a curb yeah. side build. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. no, it was really good. How how hard is it for you to get parts like from Pegasus or other, you know, like US made stuff out here over to you? I find it pretty difficult. Um, at the time, a couple of years ago, some an Aussie guy was importing a lot of stuff and then selling it on to us, and, but I think he stopped. So you either have to be prepared to wait months and months and months and months mm-hmm. or you've got to know somebody that's importing them. 
and if it doesn't fit in a standard letter envelope, you, the shipping is going to be astronomical, absolutely really huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, back when we were talking about the lowrider magazines, and um, I like went on eBay and looked at them, and they they, they were the only ones in in the USA. I'm like, oh, cool, those prices aren't too bad. Yeah, that's all right. And I'd click on the listing and it'd show me that the shipping was like double what the magazine cost. I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. never mind. <laughs> Don't need it that bad. That sucks. Yeah, no, getting parts and kits and stuff is um, pretty challenging. The The choices are pretty limited. Mm -hmm. um, like, because Australia is pretty spread out and I don't live kind of near a hobby shop. Um, so my choices would be, you know, an exporter in the States, um, like Iceman, or there's a, like, round two, I think, um, does that, or one of the websites, or I can kind of just hunt on eBay mm -hmm. for, for the American-made kits. Um, the Japanese kits are easy. You can just go to um, Hobby Link Japan or Plaza Japan. Mm -hmm. um, not at the moment, I don't think, because I think Japan is not exporting anything with their usual tracking. Yeah, um, nothing's so coming out. I try. I tried to order something not too long ago, and it was like, uh, uh like we're not shipping nothing out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I filled up my cart, and I was like, I'm gonna spend this whole time like building Gundams and stuff. And then I filled up the cart and got to the checkout, and there was like no shipping option. I'm like, ah, oh, all right, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I guess I'm not building them then. Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, it all comes really back to. 3D printing, I was kind of not frustrated or like annoyed or anything, but kind of a bit downtrodden that I was seeing these guys use all these awesome wheels and I couldn't get them, at least, you know, for, for like a normal price that without paying like huge shipping. And I think a, a big part of the reason was, all right, I'll do it myself then, you know, and, um, and then it kind of evolved into to what it is now. And I think you see it all over the place, guys. Are um, if they can't get something, they're just going to make it. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. It's awesome now. There's so much cool stuff going around. Uh, I know I talk about the 3D printing a lot, but it, it's awesome. Nah, dude, it's dope. <laughs> I, it, it's crazy because, like, you know, it, it may, I'm starting to like see, like, starting to make sense. See, you know, like it's so hard for you to get stuff from here, like especially like the wheels, you know. So it, it kind of like it forces you, it puts you in that position of like, you know what, I'll just make my own. And, yeah. it, and then what ends up happening is that now we're like, dude, we want those wheels. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the great thing about, about files. You can just email them to people or use a site like Thingiverse uh -huh. and just like put it out into the world. And um, there's, there's probably everything you could imagine in some way or another available as a 3D file. Uh -huh. um, you know, whether or not it's like um, like fuel pumps. Somebody asked me to do a lot of fuel pumps, um, just, you know, from different eras. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those old cylindrical ones, and then they kind of moved on to the more boxy ones. And um, I think it took me like a couple of minutes online to find just about every single style that they were after on like the um, wild trading sites. And if you would think like way back when if you wanted something like that and there was no 3d printing you would be really limited to either making it yourself or like hunting down resin casters and that sort of thing 
um, to find exactly what you're after. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the greatest strength of the 3D printing we're having is say, oh, my friend that lives in Nairobi has a file that I could really use. I'll hit him up and see if, you know, I can use it uh -huh. for a build or something. But, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty annoying to get kits and stuff at the moment, especially US kits. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if they make them there anymore, do they? Yeah, because I mean, I don't... Rebel I mean, got bought out, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I'm sure a lot of those... Um, I'm not sure if maybe the like every operations like everything's being handled out in Germany, but they might still have the plant here. You know, I'm still not right. not sure, but but yeah, they did get bought out for sure. And I remember uh, it's it's funny because there's even like some episodes back where even uh, with like Joe, we're talking about that, and and even you know with other people, and there was like a moment there where it was kind of like a like a like an unknown. Are they coming yeah. back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching that one. I'm like, oh, Joe's on there. Maybe he'll say something about, like, uh, Ravel being bought and sold and stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was It was like a shock. Like, wait, what? They're gone? Like, that's going to be it? You know, and then now it, it's cool that, you know, at least someone uh, picked up the torch and it's just continuing on and, and we'll see. But... Man, it's just it's such a bummer. I wish uh, shipping wasn't that expensive to get stuff out to you guys uh, from here because, I mean, you know, on eBay, even on Instagram, there's a lot of guys that decide one day, you know what, I'm going to sell kits and stuff. And even like the shows that you go to out here, people sell kits for like $10, 15 bucks. And then you got friends that are like, here, I'll just give it to you for free and whatnot, you know? And you're kind of like, dang, like, if only yeah. I was out there, yeah, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember it was the, the 51 Chevy kit from AMT. It's not the nicest kit. There's a lot of cleanup on it. Um, and I asked somebody um, after I'd seen one in a shop, what would that go for in America? And they were like, oh, you know, 10, 15 bucks. And it was like 60 bucks Australian here for like, you know, I don't know how old the molds for that kit are, mm -hmm. but they're like hey not by a thread <laughs> that kid's got a lot of flash and it's not the mm -hmm. greatest quality but it's being sold as you know a, well i suppose they are luxury items um but they were sold at such a premium for whatever reason either supplies or whoever um but that was kind of like the nail in the coffin um for oh shit sorry that's a windows <laughs> update snooze um, right now it did. It's they picked their times, um, but yeah, no, that was like the nail in the coffin for like kits are going to be a lot more difficult to get. Uh -huh. um, just you know, it's I'm kind of like I suppose new compared to a lot of people into the hobby. Um, I haven't been like into it that long, but these these guys would have seen this astronomical kind of price increase over the years. Um, you know, overtaking the, the natural inflation of how much they were worth. And for them to still, like, you know, still build and, and still do all that and still join in is, like, really awesome of them uh -huh. because I think if kits um, get way, a bit too much harder to, to get to come across, um, I'll probably just stop buying them all together, um, just, to, like, out of spite. Yeah. Like, Fine, they're too expensive, won't do it then. Uh -huh. But, um, but you yeah, know, if I ever go to America, I'll be like, you know, 
at like hopping onto the plane still like stuffing kids down my shirt and stuff all right to bring bring, to bring, bring them home. home hell yeah man that's <laughs> cool um a, a model that that you did too um is a catalina the orange one um i i love the uh the center line it has the white it's like a the, the were you inspired by the gene winfield that fade yeah 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 okay that one was um I think that was the first model I airbrushed. Uh-huh. I bought a cheap little like setup from Aldi, um, which is the shop that like sells everything. It's kind of like Harbour Freight, uh-huh. a bit of grocery store. And, <laughs> um, and I wanted to do something kind of, you know, try something special um, instead of just painting it normally. Yeah. And um, it took me a couple of tries. Um, <laughs> I think I sanded the roof a couple of times on that. Mm. Um, like I'd do the do the orange nice and then I'd screw up the white because um, I was like over thinning the paint or whatever. And it would like dry and have all bits in it. So I'd sand it off and start again. But um, that was another set of like, that was a special build I wanted to do because of the Pegasus wheels on it. Uh-huh. Because I'd seen people use those wheels for years and I'm like, I finally have a set. I'd better do something cool with them. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, I think... Um, I think I took the wheels off it for another project long oh, no. after. Um, <laughs> That's what I would uh, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to keep using those wheels. I think it's yeah. on that Volkswagen bus or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, no, it's kind of tracking my progress is really tricky with it because I try not to, like, go back and look at old projects and stuff because um, I just end up building the same stuff. Mm. <laughs> and... I kind of like go back and delete the pictures because I like to keep it like clean and kind of like doing a bench reset on Instagram. And, um, but I think since then, um, I've really tried to like broaden my horizons because before that it was mostly, um, customs and like maybe a little bit of low riders and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because like Japanese kits were like few and far between, kind of like the opposite of how it is now. <laughs> but um but yeah no I, I turned out um really happy with it and then I like put it back in the box because I didn't have a display case <laughs> oh man yeah that uh that VW the it's a to- toaster bus yeah the toaster bus <laughs> yeah, I think it's nice man I, I really love the photography that how you present your models everything just looks really clean on your I think for, for every picture I upload there's like 10 that I slide through and go, nah, 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 nah. But um, I think taking pictures of a finished model is the most fun I think I've had with a model car just because, you know, you get to present it in the way you originally thought it was going to look, mm-hmm. if you did it right, I suppose. Yeah. But the, the part I'm most happy with that one is um, the paint. That's the first one I tried that scale modelers supply paint on they're they're an aussie company out here Mm. and before then i'd only ever used like the jars of tamiya um and pre-thinned them and all that sort of stuff on my own but going from that to a fancy paint was like nine day and i couldn't believe how nice it turned out it was just amazing that's cool so the 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 sms right the paint that's the one you primarily scale model supply yeah oh dope yeah yeah, I've seen, that, I've seen that on some Gundam sites that they stock that paint out here. Yeah, I think it's USA Gundam Store or something like that. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and a few places in Europe and stuff. But, 
I would highly recommend it if um, I can get those results um, that I'm happy with from going to Tamiya to that. Um, I can only imagine what the pro builder like super duper guys could do with it. And they have some awesome colors, like those color shifting ones and that sort of stuff. Oh, really, that, really cool. The chameleon type colors? Yeah. 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 yeah, oh, yeah. Shoot. Super that's, duper cool. That's pretty dope. Yeah, because like I, I I see that, and I, I mean, I see you, even on your uh, Gundam, or the 30-minute mission figure, you use some of that on there, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, um, I don't think I'll do that again anytime soon, because priming and painting all those parts. Oh, um, man. A lot of little oh, I, I ran out of the little, like, clippy sticks, and I had to do it in two batches, because um, <laughs> I had nothing to, like, mount the parts on. And I'm like, wow, I'd better lay these out on my bench like individually so i don't lose a single one mm. and i eventually lost a couple of parts for it <laughs> oh man but like found them later but yeah no even for the gundam stuff um it's kind of like you can build a box stock and they look amazing um just from the nature of how well those kits are designed um but i wanted to do something just you know a little bit different like kind mm. of try to push it a little bit yeah um you know, with painting and getting used to using the the SMS paints. Um, it was really good practice, um, especially the Super Silver. Like, it kind of reminds me of um, Alclad, the, the chrome one. That was like, you know, super duper thin. And if you do really light coats, um, it turns out almost chrome. I think uh -huh. that's, I think I used it on the legs and stuff of him. Um, but yeah, no, and I've seen I've seen you like um, busting out, adding armor and stuff on top of the Gundams. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. I have one That's right here. Awesome. I'll show you. I'll show you. Got this one right here. This is one. Then adding. Oh wait, he's like, <laughs> why is he disappearing? Do you even painted him with like invisible camouflage? That's awesome. Dang. Oh, watch. There's there's like a a shoulder. Dang, you can't even see it. The white styrene. Or whatever. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, damn. I wonder why it's like disappearing. Probably thinks it's like the backdrop. Man, I was, I got some, I got some cars right here too. I'm gonna show you, but look, it's like disappearing. <laughs> it's like out of one of those like cheesy movies where the like villain car escapes into the distance. Oh, there you go. There it is. Oh, I guess if it's like on me or what, the backdrop. Damn, this is like a yeah. Old, there you go. Like a '61, right here. I like never show this car. This is uh, an old one. That's the one that got me back into the hobby in 2015. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a special one. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to say, uh, take some photos and, like, send you some, like, close-ups of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take photos of everything. Just flood Instagram. Yeah. That's what it's there for. Right? Yeah, it, it's a trip because, like, I've noticed a decline in uh, a lot of YouTubers that were doing a lot of the car stuff. And I've noticed it's almost like a shift. Like they shifted toward more towards like Instagram or um or Facebook. And because I've seen some channels that just look abandoned, like no one's even there. It's just like, man, what happened? But for a minute it was like hot, like just constant videos of stuff, you know. And I mean it's I know it's tough sometimes, like recording and producing a video and all this. And with Instagram, it's just a photo you know yeah it's way too easy isn't it yeah and a lot of times i mean that that's kind of what we want to see though too is just the photo we just want to zoom in 
to like spend some time just staring. Yeah. It, yeah. Sometimes with film, it moves so fast that you're like, dang, it's gone. You know? Yeah, yeah, it can get hard to like um, show certain details uh-huh. on video and stuff. I think I made a couple of um, exactly what you're talking about. It was kind of hard to upload, and especially with Australian internet, um, to make videos and, and kind of upload any sort of quality video. Um, but uh, to show certain things like um, it would be pretty hard to show a wheel on film, um, like holding it up, especially if like it wasn't a plain background. Mm. But there's still dudes on YouTube. Um, I like to watch um, Charlie Mack, um, if you've seen his videos. He's an awesome dude, awesome, awesome builder. Um, but the little community I think on YouTube they have is like if they're still doing it after as long as they're doing it till now, they'll be doing it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think like the YouTube thing, um, it's suited for everyone. Yeah. Kind of like, especially how easy, like you said, Instagram and Facebook and stuff is, um, especially now with Instagram doing their what Instagram TV thing or something or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I'm not totally sure what that is, but, um, I, I'd assume it's just videos. Um, but yeah, no, I think the shift from like people attending meetings to people using the internet, like on forums and stuff like that. And then all the forums then becoming like ghost towns like a, <laughs> a couple of decades later. Um, and now we've all got like kind of social media and for all like the, the bad things people say about social media, um, which are true, I think for our hobby, it's like the most amazing thing, because, mm-hmm. especially Instagram, because, you know, people are only going to post like hobby stuff um you know it's the reason i i loved all the the model stuff on facebook but there was so much other stuff as well yeah um, so i like no i'll make the switch to like instagram and only use that yeah absolutely i don't oh. think i'll i'll ever go back to like facebook and stuff because instagram is only just growing with the model community yeah it's just, yeah no it's awesome i love it it's so crazy. It's like it's funny how you said about the forums. Like it's like they're gone. I remember even around that time, um, uh, the blogs were big too, back in the day. Like you know, whether if it was a music blog or an artistry blog, any kind of blog. Like you know, I mean, I still have a, a Tumblr and a Blogger page. You know, I I just but I don't. I'm not on there constantly. Like posting. What I do is. Like I'll link it to like if I post something, let's say on Instagram, it'll it'll just shoot it out that way, so it's like there, you know, just just so it spreads it more. But yeah. um, I just I I know no one's even looking at this, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. but everyone's just sticking to the the Instagrams and stuff. Yeah, but, but I still like just I just connect them just so it's there. So this way, if you do like a search. Uh, there's more things uh, that that pop up in the algorithm or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's just funny. Like whenever when I was setting it up at first, I was like, dude, like no one's really gonna look at this. But you never know. And then once in a while, in a blue moon, I'll get like a like, like from I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll tell you with like you know fireworks going off and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yes, <laughs> one one person is on here. Like, this is so yeah, cool. yeah. That's crazy, man. And uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, KC, was how did you 
getting involved with model building? Where did this all start? Um, I think it's the, the same really as, as a lot of people that was like um, Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars and stuff like that. And then um, I was, gosh, I was I think I was 11 years old when the Fast and the Furious came out. And then I saw that and it was all over. Um, I was just all about all about the cars. Um, and slightly after that, um, I think it was like a couple of years later, in 2003, um, I got this magazine. Oh, that's right, we're doing the video. I bought yeah, the hell yeah. Um, this, oh, this magazine, Street Machine from Australia, August 2003. Um, on the cover is... Um, a car built by a guy named Adam Breeze. Um, it's an E.H. Holden sedan delivery. And when I saw that in the news agency, I was like, okay, right, that's that's cool then. That's, mm -hmm. that's what cool means. Mm -hmm. um, and probably a week after seeing that and taking the magazine to school every day and reading it over and over, um, I, was, I was in the shops doing whatever and I saw Dom's Charger, the, I think the AMT kit, um, and I'm like, damn, what is that? Like, because I, I didn't know much about model cars. I thought um, they were just like regular die casts and stuff like that. But mm. it just came in a box. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, Mum, I'd, I'd like to propose to you. Um, I'll do I'll do the dishes for a while. Um, if if we can snag one of these these model kits, and um, I, I annoyed her enough. <laughs> she, know, she's bothering her. Yeah, every day like oh geez mom i wonder if that kit's still there at the shop eh? um but you know <laughs> i eventually uh like did enough dishes and stuff and she bought it home and i opened it up and it's all these parts and i remember putting it together like you know covering it in glue and all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff <laughs> as you do with your first build very um, yeah 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 and um i put it together with like no paint whatsoever because mum said I'm not giving you spray paint if you're building that in the house it's like oh okay fair enough I guess I'll just build it bare plastic mum whatever uh, but I eventually got it all together and um and it just kind of went from there I don't think there's been um a week since I was like 13 or 14 or whatever um where I haven't like had a model car on the go um that I was like either building or destroying or whatever <laughs> um, because that, that charger no longer exists, I think, because it was the only kit I had. I wanted to like rebuild it and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I built it normally and it was nice and clean. And then I'm like, what if it was like lower, like the cars in the magazines? And so that was like my first modification was like, you know, holding a lighter up to the blade to slice off the part that I'd like put a liter of glue onto and um, to make it lower and and I think I wanted to build the version where um, Dom's charger crashes into that truck or whatever and I did that and you know the kit was slowly like losing material and detail every time I rebuilt it and um, and then yeah no it just it just went on like that for probably god I kind of measure my time in how many kits I went through and there was like probably four kits after that. Mm -hmm. um, I discovered um, maybe Yahoo groups. Um, that, that's quite a while ago. I'm sure lots of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I found a, 
um, a group on there and um, of people and they were like, why don't you try, you know, not painting the windows or why don't you try not using 120 grit sandpaper on, on your cars? And um, it's honestly, it's it's just been like that ever since. Um, I just kind of kept buying kits um, from working and stuff. And, but I think at some stage I'll go back and get that kit again, <laughs> the, the Dom's Charger one. Yeah. Just for that feeling of like, you know, the first kit you ever did, all that nostalgia and stuff. But that's that's kind of how it just started. I was like a lot of outside influence from from movies and TV and stuff like that. And the kit's like being in more stores um, because they don't sell them in, in department stores here anymore. Um, so I think if the same thing were to happen today, like with a kid who's like influenced by cars and stuff, it'd be a lot harder for him to kind of, get in on it mm-hmm. no yeah that'll be pretty pretty hard your uh your introduction to like lloyd or cars you you still remember how that all happened not i don't remember like um exactly like what i was doing but i remember a friend of mine um was building one um i think he's his name is luke he doesn't do social media or anything but you've probably seen him on uh lay it low um he's just builds these amazing black cars he just has mastered the color black i don't know what he does with the paint or how he does it <laughs> but that that black is just deep um I don't, I don't know how else to describe it but um i saw him building one and i'm like what's all that about um and you know through like watching um his builds and he posted up a link um i think it was him to uh, Jevry's real deal, that convertible 64. Mm-hmm. And um, at that age, waiting for the video to buffer, and then I'd watch a few seconds of it, waiting for it to buffer and watch another few seconds. Um, I just became obsessed um, with lowriders over uh, watching my friends build them. And I think the first kit I ever got of one that was like an actual lowrider kit was the Revel 65. The one with the box art where it's dragging its its tail along for sparks and stuff. And um, I can't remember if I ever finished it. I don't think I did. Um, but that's where that started. And I really had to seek out and um, ask people, like communicate with people, you know, what's all this about? What are they doing with these cars? Because that was just the coolest thing in the world. Going from like, you know, muscle cars and that sort of stuff and like customs and hot rods to low riders, which are just rolling pieces of, you know, art. Yeah. It was just, it was like night and day. And there's so much to deconstruct to like kind of understand, um, you know, stuff about low riders because they're like super duper cultural, culturally significant um, in parts of America. And learning all about that and the art and, um, you know, the paint jobs and how I might do the paint jobs and all that sort of stuff, it was like the perfect mix of, like, watching a documentary, but the documentary has, like, a kick-ass story that mm-hmm. you're, like, super-duper interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and people who, are, who like, I annoyed about questions like, why do they do that? Why do they do this? Have been, like, really, really awesome. Um because I don't think I've ever seen a low rider in person. Um, 
but there was one guy who kind of you know that the wire wheel I sent you it was just like straight lace spokes um straight up and mm-hmm. down and um I was talking to someone and he was nice enough to like find pictures of like the different types of um wire wheels and stuff and it was just something you can immediately get lost in um like how deep it goes and there's even the dudes um like building the functional ones and all that sort of stuff that just generated so much interest that um i don't think i'll ever do it you know with the moving suspension and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. but it's probably the coolest thing i've ever seen yeah. is watching those little low riders i think um i have a set of jerry's wheels he was nice enough to to send me one after i helped him out on his tire and um and i've got a 64 and i'm just waiting till i like get a little bit better at paint and then i think i'll i'll do like the proper classic you know quintessential 64 um sort of low rider model that i wasn't able to do um back at the very start no yeah is it does it trip you out that like back then you're watching like his videos and fast forward to now it's like you know you, you communicate you guys like chat and stuff yeah no that was absolutely wild because i didn't even know um like until i kind of hopped on instagram um and followed him i didn't even know he was like producing parts or selling stuff mm-hmm. and um to go from like you know talking to someone who was pretty influential um you know um with like your model journey or whatever you want to call it um was really really awesome um he's a nice guy mm-hmm. um and he does some amazing work amazing amazing work and it's kind of not astonishing but it's it's kind of like or shocking but it's kind of like one of those really weird feelings where you can help someone who you kind of view as an expert at something mm-hmm. because he's he's an expert at the at the low riders and um and when i was able to help someone like that that's just yeah no what you said it was just a trip absolute uh-huh. trip um going from like you know oh that's that jerry's guy to like knowing the person um, yeah. and that happens like all the time um on on instagram these people like do like these crazy awesome awesome builds and they'll say something like well that's a cool set of wheels or whatever whatever and you know it's like you take a lot of pride mm-hmm. in kind of trying to be like you know a part of the community sort of yeah it it's it's crazy like with everything that's happening i feel like everyone's on their a game you know like you got all these guys doing some like killer paint jobs back then you know um they could be asking questions how do you do this how do you do that what kind of paint is that and now they're doing it and then you know you guys are killing it with the 3d printing you know it's like more stuff's coming out the people that are scratch building they're taking it to that next level too oh yeah and yeah, yeah. it's just like you're you're right now in, in in the hobby you're getting hit with so many things the guys that detail the the engines and everything all those little fine details they're all there you know it, it's it's amazing man like everything that's just like happening right now and then just yeah, to be, I can imagine it would be like overwhelming yeah yeah like just coming, be, not knowing anything and seeing that mm-hmm, like a part of it and knowing a lot of these guys too is really neat as well you know yeah yeah no definitely 
there's just so much area. You can pick and choose what, you know, areas you want to have, what some you might not enjoy too much. Like I I don't really enjoy doing like engines and engine details and stuff. Um, I think the only completed models I have um, have put an engine in is just to hold up the supercharger under the bonnet that I've glued shut. <laughs> um, just because, um, but I don't know how those guys can um, get detailed that fine. Um, yeah. Something yeah. so small. That's insane. It is. Absolutely. Like scratch building and all that sort of stuff isn't going anywhere with guys like that around. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's like I see people Nuts. doing something and I get curious, like I want to try it. And then I try it out, but then it's like, I know my limits and I go, all right, this is as far as I'm probably going to take that. This is what makes me happy. It like brings me that pleasure. All right. Now I'll let the other guys just kill it, you know, let them do their thing. I'm just like, wow. Like, like props to you guys, you know? Yep. Like it's crazy. Where where do you see 3D printing in the future? Like going within the next like two, three years for the for the car model community would you say um i think there's already people 3d printing entire bodies um i've forgotten their usernames <laughs> um but um but i think we're gonna start to see a whole lot more people not cashing in but prov- providing the community um with things that we had probably like never dreamed we'd see um like if you want like an obscure car that they would never ever invest in doing an injection molded kit of. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see people printing them in um, low volume. Like, um, oh, what's that company? I think it's the Ukraine scale model guys. I think it's them. They already do um, like 3D printed cast stuff. So I think once 3D printing gets um, usable enough or good quality enough to be where even you can print, um, like, just print bodies and send them to people. Yeah. Or you can, you know, print multiple masters um, to cast and the investment um, is a little bit lower. I think lots more people will have 3D printers. Um, I think when those photons went on sale, I, like, messaged a whole bunch of people, like, they're on sale, why don't you get one? Yeah, jump on it now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just, I enjoy it so much, and it'd be so cool to see more people jumping in on it. Yeah. Um, just because printers are going to get cheaper, um, they're going to get higher quality. Um, going from the stock standard Photon, like the black one, um, even to the Photon S, there's a fairly big difference in the quality they can do. So if there's that kind of jump um, in the quality of what they're able to do and the software and that, um, I can only imagine what what the next few years are going to bring us. Um, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think this is this is kind of like the middle of the start. I think yeah. something some huge sort of you know not change but addition to the hobby. Yeah. Because you know, styrene scratch building is gonna be there forever. Uh-huh. Sorry, injection molded kits and all that, but um, and resin casting. But I think three D printers, because they're so popular at the moment, they kind of like soak up a lot of the news and what's new. Mm-hmm. And there's probably people bringing out amazing handcrafted resin copies and masters and that sort of stuff. 
that are kind of falling by the wayside. So I think I don't think it'll ever die out or anything like that. But three D printing is gonna um, get a bit bigger, I reckon. There's already dudes doing full chassis and stuff, and yeah. it's it's wild, absolutely wild. No, I don't, don't think I like invest in any doing any of that <laughs> because um I I like I have like my hands full just doing my own stuff. Yeah. Um, you don't want to but, feel that pressure of just like you got to do all these other things. That's it. Yeah, I just want to like you know sit in the corner eating my crayons and drawing my wheels <laughs> and you know that sort oh, of yeah. um that sort of thing. But I think for for me personally, 3D printing um, won't change all that much. I think I've already reached a level where um, I found a method that works for me. Um, there's enough detail in something that where I spray it with primer and most of the layer lines are filled in. Um, so I'm pretty easy. I don't think I'll buy... Um, one of those huge big printers to print car bodies or anything. Yeah. Um, I'll leave that to, to the more keen people that like, you know, <laughs> want to spend a couple of grand on a printer. Dang, um, yeah. You know, I, I think it'll get way bigger. Yeah. Um, you ever, have you ever thought that maybe like in those, how we're saying like maybe two or three years, you get all these things are going to start coming out. There's going to be all of these accessories and whatnot. It may be to the point where someone, maybe one of you guys is printing bodies and, and chassis and everything, right? Do you ever think that maybe people are going to probably shift and spend the money with you guys instead of buying the, the kit with like Ravel or yeah. AMT? Yeah, and yeah. Next, you know, you guys are getting a lot of business <laughs> and we're like, wait, what's going on? Hey, yeah, yeah, course. absolutely. Absolutely. Wouldn't it be cool to see like a completely 3D printed kit with like parts on the sprues and everything? Oh wow. You know, custom box and sent out. I That'd think that's I think it's not too far away, like the ability oh. to do that. Um, because I mean imagine like the cost assessment of having dies made for an injection mold kit versus paying a 3D designer or, or designing yourself um an entire kit. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, no, definitely. I think um, Revel will be like, you know, contemplating new releases and they'll be like, no, but somebody already 3D printed that. That already exists and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But, yeah, no, definitely. That'll be awesome to see. Yeah, that'll be Absolutely. Crazy. Then And then you got someone else designing the box art, printing out yeah. the boxes. <laughs> and that would be... Yeah, no, that would be wild. I think there was that, um, that full-size Chevy Ute. It had those... Uh, red and blue graphics like lines down the side horizontal ones it was like a real car I think it was like called the something SSO2 and the owner of that car had like a little mini like kit box made up to like you know display with the car mm. and I think like even for dudes on the show circuit to commission a, a model car kit of their car um, would be something someone would be willing to do at some stage uh -huh. because imagine that having like a collection of like kits that your mate made in your garage you know right. that'd be wild yeah, that'd be absolutely different. um when when you work on your model cars do you uh, work on them build them through in the morning or at night like what's your schedule like for you uh, at the moment all over the place 
um, you know, with everything going on, um, there's not much routine. But usually um, I build in the afternoon, late afternoon. Um, when I was doing 3D commissions, um, because most of the people I was doing over in the States, my sleep schedule kind of turned. So, mm-hmm. like, I was, like, you know, awake and asleep when, um, when all the people I was working for were doing that. And um, I would be building, um, like, you know, after doing all my drawings, and then I'd look up and, like, the sun would be in my eyes. I'd be like, when did that happen? Yeah. When did it turn to daytime so damn quick? And they're like, all right, time for bed. But, um, yeah, no, usually in the afternoons when it's, um, when it's pretty warm, I'll open up the windows. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. And, um, like, le- le- going back before, you know, the schedules all shift, shift and all that stuff, were you working? Uh, did you have, like, a day job or anything like that? In the morning? No, or? I was I was like super unemployed. Um, from oh. like, I was working the six months prior, and then I moved house. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, you know, I had a lot. Um, not a lot, but I had savings, and um, it got to the point where I was like, all right, work's a bit hard to find here. Um, you know, as it always is, and I was like, I'm going to have to do something, and that's when like I'm like, hang on a minute, I can like. I've been doing a couple of drawings for people. Um, so, you know, that could, you know, help me kind of. So you, you get know, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, you know? And um, it was, I'm super grateful to every single person I did a 3D model for. Um, they literally kept my rent paid with model building, um, which is amazing. Yeah. So I never thought I'd be able to say that. Uh-huh. Um, but awesome, awesome, awesome. And then it got to a point things got better and and um I stopped doing the commissions to work on my own stuff. Um, which was because you know, I was like working like a lot. I would like get up, go on the computer, do drawings, go to bed. And um it got to a point where I like woke up and I didn't even look at my model desk, which is right next to my computer desk here. And I'm like, oh that's right, I build models too. <laughs> and I just I just had like zero time and like, I was like, get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's this table full of shit here. What am I gonna do with it? Um and then I like kind of stopped and thought, you know, I'll finish off these few and because of I didn't feel like model building, mm-hmm. um, which is like my creative outlet, um, and it is for a lot of people. And it was kind of shocking that I couldn't think of something I wanted to build. Um, or I couldn't think of something I was excited to try out um, just because I was, like, burnt out and busy and all that sort of stuff. And then I decided to, like, stop doing the commissions, um, still do, a, like, a collaboration every now and then, but it's only, like, already sorted out stuff um, mm-hmm. from months and months and months ago. And when I stopped doing that and I got back to the bench, it was, like, you know, the, the feeling, the, the creative energy kind of washes over you um, when you're like super jazzed to get at the bench, you know, when you've got like lots of stuff to do and you're like, man, I wish I was at the bench. And then you finally get at the bench. And it was that after like months and months and months, um, you know, of doing the 3D drawings and not getting a lot of time to, to build my own stuff. And when I finally got back to it, I'm like, that's why I do this. That's why I love it. That's the, and, um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 kind of like model building has 
provided for me so much um, in just about every aspect of life, you know, at times financially, um, you know, how well mental health can be helped by building something on the bench and looking at something and say, I built that, I learned, um, you know, I got somewhere where I, where I used to be, um, like dreaming about. And so uploading stuff and drawing stuff for, for other people to use um, for free and that sort of stuff is kind of my way of trying just a little bit to give back to the community um, mm. that's given so much to me because it, it's just insane. I, I can't imagine what I'd be doing if it wasn't building models and being in the community. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just been like, you know, like in movies and like stuff, they say, oh, that was a crazy ride. It's like it's exactly like that. Um, going from you know building the odd car and cutting up the plastic and making a big mess of it and that sort of stuff, <laughs> uh-huh. to to being in a place where people are asking you, can you do something for them? Can you help them? Um, you know, realize something they've been dreaming about for ages. You know, through being able to to three D draw and and print and stuff. And that kind of feeling is just something I never thought model building would um, would bring to me. And I think it's something like a lot of kind of unspoken stuff about building models because, you know, you can always reduce it to just you're building plastic cars and stuff, but there's so much more to it than that, um, you know, and I could prattle on for hours and hours about it, but I think a lot of what I do is to try and, um, get more people doing something that I enjoy so much, yeah. Um, which is the three D, the three D um, printing and drawing and that sort of stuff. And um, and I've had like um, a, a couple of video calls um, with people who were keen enough that they said they wanted to give it a try, um, which was amazing. Like I, it was the the best thing ever. People were like. Yeah, but how do you do this? And I was able to tell them how to do this, uh-huh. um, which was awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. Really, really cool. Now, I bet it meant a lot to them too, to like for you to go out of your way to help them out, you know, because I mean, it, it, it's tough to, to get to learn something and get the help. But when you're dealing, you know, with, within the community with model building, there's a lot of people that are, they will go out of their way to help you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, just um, like when somebody said that looks great, thanks, and then they got it printed, and then they're holding it. That was like this immense like confidence boost um, mm-hmm. of seeing you know my stuff um, being used. And still, every time um, I see someone use one of my parts, it's like uh, you know the butterflies um, yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah. it's just such a trip. Um, you know when people say thanks, I really enjoyed you know. Um, downloading and printing that part, um, which is just just crazy. Like that's why I still do it because of that reaction uh-huh. um, that people get. And like, there's weird wheels out there that I want to like. I think it's kind of funny to spend so much time and energy working on something that looks really stupid. <laughs> like some of the wheels I've done, they, they're so off the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, that it just makes me laugh when I see them. Um, and I think it's um, Bolash from from Hungary did those teddy bear wheels. 
um, I, th I forget what they're called, but it's it's um, it's like three teddy bear heads on on a wheel, and I like my face just dropped. I, I, That's I crazy with that. the with the little ears too and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, it's got, it just and they <laughs> did it with such skill and finesse uh -huh. on a little model car wheel with teddy bear faces on it. It was just the most amazing thing. Um, and I think that's what, um, that's really what, you know, 3D printing is going to lead to is everyone has different tastes. Yeah. And um, like if you ask someone what they would specifically design or want to have designed and printed, every single answer would probably be different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, besides like people say like, oh, engines and wheels there's probably something really specific that they want, which is, you know, half of the fun of learning something. That's why I did it because there was a wheel that I really wanted to make that I just redrew. It's the most recent one on my Thingiverse. It looks like a barbecue grill. Mm -hmm. um, it was the first one I did. Yeah. That's yeah cool. no, super fun. It's crazy how like, you, you work on it and then you revisit it years later or, or you know or experience later and then it's like you kind of redo it and now you get it to like where you envisioned it the first time. yeah 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 Yeah, i think like um with a lot of people going back and doing that you kind of find out what you love about the process um which is kind of what you were saying about that car that got you back into model building mm -hmm. um you know you can kind of rediscover stuff that that really like made you excited um, to like be creative and get back into it and that sort of thing and going back and looking at my old 3d models I you know asked you know how the hell did that print successfully um, because <laughs> I cobbled together files and stuff and um, but going back and getting it done to a standard um, now is is a bit of a trip yeah because I have the old one um, the old version of the the first wheel I ever did that with lots of help from my friend who said, you know, well, do this differently, do this differently, fix this part. Um, uh, to, to now seeing I was able to do that and now I'd like to kind of spread that to more people. Um, you know, if current events are any, like, inspiration, like, you know, like a virus, I would love to see 3D modelling. Um, at least people give it a go. Um just to just to see what it's like, how if they like it, mm -hmm. um, because if there's something super specific you want, um, it's probably fairly unlikely to be in a kit. And if it's unique enough, nobody's probably going to do it on their own. Um, which is why I did the the wheel in the first place because it was I found it hilarious. It looks like someone cut a circle of barbecue grill out and chucked it in a wheel. Yeah, it was. It was just I'm gonna so have to share it for the viewers to see it. Yeah, it is on your Instagram. I saw it on there. It's really cool, dude. Um, it's quite the design, isn't it? It's just mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's, it's I, I I don't know when when it's from, but I would assume it's <laughs> not from too like not from yesterday. That's for sure. Mm. It's quite the looker. No, that's cool, man. That's what's up. And uh, what are your uh, your inspirations right now at the moment with like model building and everything you got going on? Um, I'm not sure at the moment because I've just finished a build and now I'm kind of, you know, done a bench reset. Um, 
to kind of decide what I will start and not finish for a year next. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I'm not sure. It's probably leaning more towards, you know, the, the lower uh, Japanese stuff um, because, you know, I, I really like drawing wheels for them. Um, but I, I bought a couple the other day um, of, of Dayusha kits or something. Um, they're really horrible kits. Um, but I think um, they're like they're like uncommon um, sort of cards. Um, but I think the next sort of stuff I'll kind of stick to the Japanese stuff for the inspiration. Um, but that can change at a moment's notice. I can see like I'll be scrolling through Instagram and see someone building something cool and go, "Oh, I want to do something like that." Yeah. Um, which is you know, I kind of like the kind of eclectic. Um, collection of builds on the go because you can just chop and change and jump and stuff like that but um yeah no i i have no idea i'm an open book yeah maybe i'll get to some gundams or something like that because i just had an order come in for some of them Uh (laughs) um dude i saw you were doing that marine dude too how'd that one go yeah it was pretty dope the 30 minute mission it did. Yeah, take, yeah, yeah. It took me more than thirty minutes, though. <laughs> it took me like thirty minutes yeah. to take it apart off the tree, yeah. and then it took like another thirty minutes just to kind of put it together. I mean, that was faster, but I was kind of taking my time, you know, looking at stuff. And then you start to see, yeah, the alterations you could do with the parts and stuff. So it, it just like it leads it leaves all these open doors. For creativity yeah. on that build, so I was like, I mean, I I loved it. I was happy with that. I like the colors. It reminds me a lot of the Lakers. That's right. Really oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it can, it's kind of a trip, but yeah, I, I hope that later I get more. You know, I hope to get like some more, some more of those uh, figures just to try them out. You know, but yeah, it, it's fun. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, it's uh, I kind of feel the same right now. Like I'm bouncing around. Uh, you know, I feel like an open book, you know, like I'm jumping, you know, over here with the car models and then the Gundams and then video editing, you know, all these like things. And once in a while, I record music like a mix or something. So I'm always like consistently like doing something just to, yeah. to stay busy or, you know, I don't know. It's just part of part of the life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that video, the um, the like showcasing that that skyline. And that was dope. That oh, was sick. Yeah. That was like the camera work mixer. Did you do the music for that one? No, no, not for that one. Um, one one thing is that I was like, I was like in a dilemma stage. I was going, all right, I can produce all these videos and stuff, but what's gonna hold me back is the music, because sometimes that that can be a longer process. Where let's say you got three hours and you're like, oh, I'm gonna record something right now, but you might not even be into it, you know, mentally, like nothing comes yeah. out. So then it's weird. It just it just happened. So then I was like, you know what? I just wanna be productive right now. I wanna, you know, see what's up. And my my friend Luis, uh, LXC scale models, he yeah. was telling me, like, you know what? Um, you can actually get music that it won't get flagged like it's it's cool like the copyrights like you could, you could just use it or whatever started digging into that and then i was like all right for right now this is what's gonna keep my workflow like fast because 
I want to I want to keep video editing and, and learn as much as I can and not have like a wall in front of me, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll wait until I soak in as much as I can till later. I'll be like, all right, now I'm going to do everything full on myself, like from the music, you know, the editing, the filming, shooting, all that stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the future for car model shows or even like just linking up with someone at their pad. So this way I can like take photos and, and record what's going on. So this way I can present to you guys, you know, everywhere, yeah. like what I captured and what I put together, this story or just showcasing a car, hopefully it like inspires like someone out there. Yeah, definitely. I saw it and I, I thought the, the Skyline one, this would make a sick advertisement for model building in general. Because, you know, you're showing the quality of the parts and also you're showing how far someone's willing to go to advocate for it by, you know, putting that work in um, with the editing and that sort of stuff. And I think, you know, the sky's the limit with that. You could be one day, you know, editing like show footage of like, you know, piecing it all together as like a 20-minute, this was the NNL West 2022 or whatever, yeah. and that would people would be like sharing the video go yo check this out the model cars are like huge and it's not just like you know dusty old nerds in the basement it's like everyone does this yeah yeah i think the only other model builder i've seen in media like you know videos and tv was like the bad guy in an ncis episode <laughs> or something <laughs> like that so yeah. that's who's representing us at the moment yeah <laughs> it's that guy but, yeah, no, uh, I can't wait to see what you do, do next with that sort of stuff, um, especially if you're utilising, like, stock music and, like, the free use stuff because there's yeah. so much out there. So oh, there much. is. There is. No, nah, yeah, like, like I'm, I'm looking into, like, lenses and, and different things. I know later I'll get more into, like, lighting and stuff like that, get a little more technical, but for now... I, I have a, like a 40 millimeter micro lens, but later, uh, you know, I want to get another, like a secondary lens to kind of play around with. So this way I can get different angles. I, I, I've been messing with the, uh, with the, the GoPro too. Uh, yeah, yeah. One of my old GoPros, I've had this for a while and I just kind of put it away and never mess with it. And just recently I, I took it out, um, Oh, that one video, the, the recent one I just posted with the Gundam stuff, that was all done with the GoPro. So, yeah. so I was, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to get like some angles where it's like super like close, but but it has like that wide lens, you know, the view. So this, yeah. way, but different angles. I don't know. It's just I'm paying attention a lot to people's production, the vloggers, and just people that are telling storytellers. Yeah piecing these videos together b-roll footage and i'm just like getting more inspired like oh man i want to do something really awesome for the community you know capture like you said like a show like just capture it package yeah. it up and present it so this way it brings more attention so people are like what the heck this thing is huge yeah yeah and then maybe like the stores will get like little kids back and stuff like that and you know i think if yeah. enough people are doing it well enough it's going to get um, lots and lots of attention. I think one of my favorite videos on, on YouTube is this dude who um, he uses a, a 3d printing pen where you can like draw in 3d space and he makes these like amazing miniature sculptures with them. 
and his production, like like you said, it's um, it it tells the story of it. He's got all this footage, and he like cuts it together really efficiently uh-huh. to like show every step of the process. And um, I think um, like I'm a hypocrite because I don't do it. That if um if more people did that, it would be really really cool to see. Um, but it's getting that the process down, isn't it? And like what works and what doesn't. No, um, yeah, I, I I see a lot of the, the Gundam guys doing their videos, and just the production is crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, what kind of lenses you guys using? You know, and and I'm just like, I'm hoping that one of them will put like their setup, you know, for the <laughs> <one laughs> setup video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? I might ask them one day, just direct. Yo, like, what do you recommend or how do you get the shot? Because they get some nice shots. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some yeah. crazy builds out there. Yeah. Well, I've done the um, the was well, someone from France. Um, I think you guys were talking in the last video. There's a lot more French model builders now, or something. And um, the dude messaged me about. I, I recognized he said 3D printing in his in his message, but the rest was in French. Mm. Um, so I like I like took a screenshot, got it into the translate app, and like did my best to translate and um into back into French. I don't I don't know what it came out as. Yeah. <laughs> um, he seemed happy because he replied, so I didn't insult him or anything. <laughs> but yeah, no, a lot of those a lot of those dudes, um like non English speaking dudes who do the Gundams and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no idea what they're saying. Um because I don't want to try to read the captions and see what they're doing as well. I just want yeah. to see what they're doing. Uh-huh. And they're just incredible incredible builds um hopefully one day um you know gundam will be bigger sort of you know in the model car world we uh-huh. can kind of you know get more people to experience um the gundam kits because i think my mate um sandy um he's just sent me a gundam kit one day said uh, give this a go and it was it was like that red dude from the ocean with like three claws i forget what he's called um but that was the first kind of real Gundam I'd done. And putting that together and experiencing how well that kit was designed was like the most pleasurable experience I had model building. That kit was just amazing. Yeah. I don't want to go back and take it apart to like finish it off with like detailing because uh-huh. I don't want to like sully the memory of putting that kit together because yeah. it just, they fit so good going from model cars where, you know, you can have warped bodies and, and whatnot and flash. Mm-hmm. The the Gundam kit dudes, they don't mess around. Oh, they, no. They, God, no. They're, um, it just went together so well and it was so refreshing. And I didn't want to, like, I looked at my stack of car kits that had come in the mail, like, looking over going, yeah, why can't you be more like this Gundam here? Right, because oh man, they just—it's I can't believe I waited so long to try them out. Mm. But like you know, we missed out on all that time doing guns because we were stuck with cars. Right, but I think it's just crazy quality, yeah. absolutely crazy. You know, I'm sure you've you've um got your stash built up. Oh um, yeah, like, dude. You know, it like it built up. And then once, like, it was like, all right, I'm not going to work now. i got to be at home. 
I just like went through like half of it. Like I built everything. <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh damn, new type still on. They're still shipping stuff. USA gun was for still shipping stuff. All right, let me get some stuff from them. And and it just like held up again. And now it's starting to like, you know, I'm starting to go back to like almost they're almost all done. You know, at that point, I think that's it. Like for a while, I got I got to choke because I got nowhere to put them either. It's, it's <laughs> that's like, a really good problem to have. Yeah, man. It's like I'm gonna have them displayed for a bit. All right, cool. Now it's time to go in the box, and I'll see you. Yeah. I'll see you later. You know? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. No, you'd want to be like kind of have something sorted out for when your kid arrives. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, no, that's going to be like, put them up high and then like one day, you know. And everything. <laughs> Under padlock and key, everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I'm going to have to get her uh, one of those Gundam RX-78 Hello Kitty kits. Yes. Oh, it goes, yeah. It's so cute. It's a girl. It's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick yeah and then later I'll, I'll start introducing her to the cards i'll be like which card do you like <laughs> and this way i could like get you know get back and then like yeah yeah, yeah. With her hand in hand you know yeah. oh, that's the dream isn't it that'd be awesome yeah that'd you'd be like cool. you know hand the the the, the body <laughs> kit you know off to to her and go go on prep that for, for primer yeah. you know how about it and then have your assistant doing all the work for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'd all start visiting friends. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, the, the kids want to play. But if they're over <laughs> here with the models and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, the future, eh? Yeah, man. That's cool. Do you want to give any, any shout-outs to anybody out there before you wrap this up? Oh, gosh. Yes. Um, all the guys from the AAMB. Um, for putting up with me for 10 years. Um, that's like an Australian model builders forum. Um, Paul for running it. Um, Bodgy, Bear, all the guys, and um, just everyone with a model on their bench. Don't ever stop, you know. Keep on doing it no matter what. Do your best to keep at the bench. Awesome, dude. And, that's dope. And, and you, thank you for the, like, the, you know, however many hundred hours of content you've added. <laughs> My pleasure, man. It's all good. Thank you, man, for taking the time. Uh, you're you're in the future right now, so we'll see we'll see later when I get there. Um, yeah, yeah, no uh, worries. It's been absolute pleasure. Yeah, man, and uh, we'll we'll have to do this again. Uh, it was cool, man. First time doing the whole video thing. I like it, so I hope you know to do more like this. And also, yeah, let's hope with, it catches on. You know, with guests and stuff, and um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna on the description. You know, I'll, I'll link your stuff, uh, your Instagram page, and then also where people can get uh, like your your parts. And yeah, if they have yeah, any yeah. any questions with 3D printing, reach out to you as well. Absolutely, absolutely, everyone, hit me up if you want to know anything. I'll do my best to like you know answer any questions and point you in the right direction. Yeah, cool, man. It'll be my pleasure. Yeah. So this was episode 121 with Casey. Slowly models. So have a good one. Peace out. All right, man. See you later. Thank you. Bye.